praise God. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to share something this morning that, you know, that God has put on my heart coming into the year. I, I was praying like you, you, you always do coming into a year and, you know, what, asking God, God, what direction am I going coming into the new year? What is it you want me to minister? And I'm always thinking of things like, you know, uh, uh, you're thinking of vision. You're thinking of, you know what, building people up in their hope, their dreams, and all of those kind of things, which are all important. And um, I talk a lot on hope, and, and um, hope is your, your imagination. And you know what, the Bible lets us know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible says, without a vision, people perish. You know, we do need to have a vision, and it's important to have a vision, and, you know, the Bible says to write it down, and all of those kind of things which are absolutely important, and I encourage you to do that as well, and to ask God what it is, you know, that, what direction He's leading you this year, and all of those kind of things. And, but, you know, what? many times people do come into the, the new year talking along those lines, you know, God's going to do a new thing, and all of them kind of things. And Well, I was just meditating and just praying, and God dropped this phrase in me to embrace the new that you already have. And we are to, we're meant to embrace the new that we already have. You see, many times people are looking for something new and they're not embracing what God, God has already given to us. But the, the, the reality of it is, is when you embrace what God has given to you, it's the very thing that's going to change your vision. It's going to change how you think, and it's going to change how you talk. And I will get down to talking on, not probably today, but I will get down to talking on who we are in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you, if you as a Christian take on your identity in Christ Jesus, and stop talking like you're still in Adam. We're not in Adam anymore. When Adam sinned, let me tell you, everyone who came from Adam was in Adam and was identified in Adam. But I'm telling you, when Jesus came and died for us and when we received Jesus, we're not identified in Adam anymore. We're identified in Christ. The problem is, as many of us who are new creatures, we still think like Adam and still talk like Adam. Instead of thinking and talking like who we are in Christ Jesus. And it's all about identity. We live in a world that's always talking about, you know, I identify as this and I identify as that. Well, well number one, I identify as a male because I am one. Amen. Yeah. And number two, I identify as a new creature in Christ Jesus. Do you know why? Because that's who I am. And that's who you are. We're not pretending this morning. It's not let's pretend. <laughs> Amen. You are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do and you can have whatever God says you can have. Don't let people set the limit for your life. Don't let circumstances set the limit for your life. Don't let anything, education or anything, set the limit for your life. You are who God says you are. But it takes a shift to take on that identity. Amen. Now, you know what? Things change in life, okay? You know what? Christmas has just happened. And uh, I know Chris, at Christmas, you know what, with, with the kids, I know when our kids were younger, they used to get, you know, loads, loads of, of different gifts on a Christmas morning. You'd wake up, there'd be loads of gifts on a Christmas morning. As they get older, the gifts seem to get um, 
smaller kind of gifts, you know what I mean, technology and different things. But you know what? It is amazing how quickly you forget a lot of those gifts. You know what, I, I, I only for looking over photographs, I'm one for taking photographs. I love taking photographs. I've, I mean, I have tens of thousands of photographs on, on my hard drive. And it's because I like taking photographs. And I was looking at some of the old photographs, you know, of Christmas and different things, and you forget that they actually got, the, they got that, and they got that, and they got that. And you forget about it. But you know what, there's always those gifts that really stand out. You know what, there's things that really you, you get and you love. And they seem to last. And they don't just last even one Christmas. They, when the next one comes around, you're still playing with it. Like Alexis, one year, she got a Barbie dream house. And um, the thing is, it was about this height. And I'm telling you, it was the best thing she ever got was that Barbie dream house. She used to get up in the morning before she'd go to school to play with it. And when she'd get home, come home, she'd play with it. And I mean, even, you know, the next Christmas would come around and she would ask for you no know, add-ons for it on her list. She'd be putting down, I want this, that and the other because she wanted new things or interior things or, you know, for the Barbie dream house. I mean, she played with that non-stop. But you know what? It came to an end. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, it came to an end. Last year, she was playing with it at the beginning of last year. And then she went through a phase where she wasn't. And we thought, oh, she's, she's getting to the end of it here. And then she went back and she played with it another wee while. And then she came back and she says, Daddy, I'm too big for that. Mommy, I'm too big for that now. You can... Um, so she's not, she, this is one of her prize things. You know what happened with this? Wrapped up. And I mean, is it wrapped? It's wrapped. Protectively, I mean, it's really wrapped. Do you know why? Because it was important to her. But you know what? Even things that you get that are new, after a while they become old. Or they lose something that's not the same anymore. Do you know why? Because it's physical. Everything physical, you know what? You get, you, it can become old. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are always looking for something new and not new unless God directs you in it. It becomes old very quickly. You know, like um, um, she got this other wee thing at Christmas. It was a Hatchimal. Do you remember them Hatchimals? Well, I can remember the year that the Hatchimal like, was the big present of the year. Um, I can remember the Late Late Show, they were, they were basically saying that, you know, they were running out of ingredients for it up in the North Pole, you know what I mean? Um, and... But you know what, she got this Hatchimal, but you know what, she got fed up with that very quickly. But that dream house, she didn't. I see, I have a great picture on, on my phone, and it's uh, she, the next day after, you know, she got the Hatchimal opened. She couldn't even wait the thing open. You were meant to wait, it was meant to hatch and all. She was baiting it with a spoon. She couldn't, she couldn't wait to get the thing out of, out of the thing, and she was fed up with it in no time. But the next morning, she asked me for breakfast, and, and I came in, I had the frying pan, and I had the hatchimal in the egg still with it. <laughs> and I sat it in front of her on the table. But anyway, um, but you know, all I'm saying is, you know, when you get new things after a while, they become old. But the things of God never get old. That's the difference. When you take the things of God, they'll last you for the rest of your days. And I'm telling you, they will still be in effect when you leave this place. Amen. Um, you know what, I, I was thinking of um, Tyler as well, with the toys as well. You know what, Tyler loved um, Batman and superheroes. He still loves all of those things. But when he was a child, there was one thing that he wanted. 
and it was a, a, a Batman cave. It was one of those toys, I forget what you call the name of Imagine X. And it was, an, it was another one where, you know what they, they said on the Late Late Show, you know what I mean, they were running out of materials for it. But um, praise God, you know what, he, he, he got that. But I kept winding him up that year. I kept telling him, I hope, you know what, it's not, it doesn't get um, mixed up and it comes across like you want a Batman wave and you get a picture of Batman going like this. So I told him that right up until Christmas morning. I says, you might get a frame with Batman going like this. <laughs> but he got that Batman cave. He absolutely loved it. He loved it and there's a miracle story behind that as well. Um, but he, he loved that, so he did. But you know what, there's other things that he had played out in the day. Because yeah. they don't last. Everybody's looking for something new. And yet how many times do we get fed up with the new that we get very, very quickly? And that's what happens, it's because it's physical things. Let me look over here for a second, Hebrews chapter 1. You see, one of the things that the devil tries to do, and I'm not saying that God doesn't add to us. Yes, he does. God looks after us. God adds to us. God will, I'm telling you, God will bless your life more than you can imagine. God will be better to you than you deserve. Amen. Because of his grace. But you know what? One of the things that the devil does in life is the devil likes to try and keep you preoccupied. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes at Christmas, you know what? A child can get loads of things, but there's always that thing that really stands out that lasts. Mm -hmm. And yet all of those other things can nearly sometimes be like distractions. I'm not saying, you know what, they shouldn't get things, amen? I'm saying there's things that they really love and they hold dear to and they get a lot out of. Here's one of the things the devil does for all of us. He tries to keep you preoccupied. And I'm not saying that God won't look after you. I'm saying the devil tries to keep you busy. He tries to keep you busy with a bunch of things. Satan is always in the business of adding things to you, not good things. Satan's in the business of adding things to you. Like he adds the tares with the wheat, the Bible says. The Bible says that he adds the stones, the, you know, the, the thorns, yeah. all of those kind of things. He's always in the business of adding. He wants to add unbelief. He wants to add doubt. He wants to distract he wants to keep us busy and preoccupied so that we don't hold dear to the things that really do benefit our lives. And that's just the way he operates. Look, here's the reality of it. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus plus everything equals nothing. I'm talking there about when you try to add to what Jesus done to merit from God, it disqualifies it. Amen? Like if you try to add to salvation, if you try to add anything, if you try to in your salvation, you said Jesus plus my goodness, you're not going to get saved. If you say Jesus plus now I'll have to get circumcised or Jesus plus I'll have to keep the law. Jesus plus, you know what, I'll have to whatever. I have to go to church. No, it's Jesus, what he done for us only. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. When you just embrace Jesus, amen? You know what the devil tries to do is he tries to distract us and preoccupy us with salvation and with everything else. God has a purpose and a destiny for every one of our lives, but what the devil will do, he'll try to cloud that and try to give you things to distract you from it. And I've seen so many people over the years, even with a call of God upon their lives, get distracted because they got new things, but those new things became a distraction. I've seen people get a job and before they had it they were doing brilliant. Not that the job wasn't good, but it became a distraction. 
Because Satan will use anything to distract us. But what I'm trying to just say is there are things that we hold dear to and they will really benefit our lives. Everything else in this life, here's the reality of it, it'll get old. Everything will. Amen. Why? Because we live in time. And everything in time gets old. Don't look in the mirror. <laughs> There's more wrinkles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let, let me look over here in Hebrews for a moment. <laughs> Hebrews chapter ten, or 1 and verse 10. It's talking about the earth here. And I just want you to see here because everything in life gets old. And yet we need things in life and God will add to you. God will look after you and take care of you. God knows what we have need of before we ask. And God will bless your life abundantly. Amen. But here's the thing. They are not really the true treasures in life. They're not the true treasures. But look here. Hebrews 1 and verse 10. It says, And now, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. Look at that. They shall perish, but you remain. They shall wax old. No, wax old means it means to be worn out. It means to declare obsolete, which means it's not, not needed anymore. Like it's like, how many of you know that, you know, like things like even technology in, in my lifetime, things like, you know, um, video recorders. Who's using a video recorder now? But at one time it was the big thing. I can remember my mum one Christmas rented out a video because we didn't buy it. You know what? They didn't have the money to buy a, a video um, player. So what they did was there was a, a video shop had just opened. This is when all of this just happened. A video shop opened up and it was Christmas time and people were starting to get video players and my mum, she rented one over Christmas to see would we even like it and use it. Well, of course we did and the next thing she has, one bought. But a many, and, and many people are using the video recorder now. Nobody. Then DVDs. You know what? Not too many people use DVD anymore. It's amazing. My kids talked to me and they'd say to me, Daddy, what do you mean? There was no Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what did you do? How did you phone somebody? Well, if you were out, you would look for a phone box. A what? A phone box. And you, you, you just hope somebody hadn't been in a row on the phone because sometimes you went it and remember the handle was broke off. Somebody was on a row, the girlfriend split up on them and ah, they broke the... <laughs> They don't relate to that. Why? Because things become obsolete. Which means they're not necessary anymore. They're not in use anymore. So, videos. There's people who have collections of videos and they've not had to watch them on anymore. Or DVDs. It's a bother like now to set up a DVD player. It's like unless you have it plugged in. You know what, you don't even want to go and get it. You'll watch anything else. Because I don't want to go and have to take out, you know, the DVD player to watch something. Because we don't watch too much of those things anymore. But you know what, everything that we're using now, we think it's new and it's fresh and all of those things. It'll be out of date soon. So everything in this planet, I'm telling you, it becomes obsolete. And then it says, as does a garment. You know what? When you wear clothes, you get nice clothes. Maybe you get something new at Christmas. But you know what happens? You see, if you, if you wash your clothes and then wear them and wash them and then wear them and wash them and then wear them, you know what happens? They get old. They start losing their shape. The freshness goes. The color leaves. And you know what? After a while, you're sticking it in the charity shop or the bin. 
and you're looking for something new. That's why pennies is always full. You go into pennies, you can't move. Because everybody wants to get something new. Why? Because new things get old very quickly. I'll have to t Alexa said the other day, she wore something lovely the other day. She had this orange. No, the orange. She wore Christmas Eve. She wore this lovely orange top. She'd only wore one time. Well, she was going somewhere and, and Donna said, put on your orange thing. Oh, no, no, no. I wore that the other night. Mm. Nobody's going to see her there where she was going, but no, 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 I have to have something new on. <laughs> Can all the women relate? <laughs> but you know what, that, that's it. Pennies, is that the spot? I don't know, boy, I know the pennies down where we are. It's always packed, so it is. Mm -hmm. But you know what, it, it, when you wash something over and over again, it gets old. And then it says as a vesture, that's a cloak as well. But it says... And thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and the years fail. Not God's talking about, about the heavens and the earth, this physical heaven and earth here. This physical heaven and earth one day is going to be like folded up. Because it's, it's going to have had, so to speak, its last wash. Because everything physical is fading. And this world is fading, and you know what? Um, don't be thinking it's global warming, okay? You know, I've been sharing this here. Do you know what? If... if if the rapture happened today, we go into, well, we won't be here, praise the Lord. But you know what? You go into the tribulation period, okay? We're not appointed unto wrath as believers. We're not appointed unto judgment. The, when the rapture happens, that's the end of the church age, and the church will be raptured out of here. But there's seven years left of Jewish time, the Bible says. It's the last week of Daniel's 70th week prophecy for anybody that wants to look at that kind of thing. The world goes into a tribulation period. Let me tell you, people are all concerned about global warming. Go and read the, read the book of Revelations and see what this planet goes through. Through the tribulation period. I mean, it's going to take a battering through the tribulation period. And it's going to survive. Yeah. Okay? And then Jesus comes back. And he's going to set up a thousand year reign. So this planet, even if we were raptured out of here today, it is going to survive the tribulation. It's going to survive the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. I am not worried about climate change. I'm going to let the world get focused on that and let them be distracted. I'm going to drive whatever I'm driving and I'm not going to be concerned about a carbon footprint. I'm not. And I'm going to fly and I'm going to do anything to live my life and to preach the gospel and I'm not going to be concerned. And I'm not going to worry about all of the hypocrites who will tell me not to do it while they're flying around the world in their private jets, but they want me to get on a rowing boat if I want to go somewhere. I'm going to live my life. This earth was given to us to use. God gave us every minerals in this earth to use and to avail of. It is going to last my lifetime and your lifetime. And global warming's not going to stop this earth. I'm telling you, it's God at the end who's going to wrap this thing up. And we're going to go into something new. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's sharing here. So it's letting us know that, you know what, this earth, one day it'll be, it'll be wrapped up. Let me look over in Second Peter for a second. People losing their joy over all of these things. Look, when I was younger, they called it, um, they called it global warming. Whenever I was younger. The ozone layer. The ozone layer. And all of the things that they said would happen didn't. And 
the people who spoke about it the most, they had a bigger carbon footprint than anybody. And they weren't changing. Look, the cows give off more emissions. Mm -hmm. So they do. Am I saying don't look after the planet? I'm going to look after and be a good steward of everything that God has given to me. But I'm not living thinking that the world's going to end in 12 years. With all of these climate activists, what they're saying, it's going to end 12 years. No, it's not. It's all distractions to get us off of the gospel. Let me tell you, people need Jesus. And that's the reality of it. And we need to stay focused. I'm not, I, I, I have taught my kids, you know what, that's, that's not what we focus on. We don't focus on those things. What's important to us is the gospel. What's important to us is people. Amen. Look over here in um, 2 Peter 3. It says here, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. That's the only global warming there's going to be. Amen. This is um, 2 Peter um, 3 verse 10. And it says, And the elements will melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Do you know that you want, you want to make sure that what you're living for is going to last? Because I'm telling you, everything in life is going to be gone someday. The house, the car, the clothes. You know what? Everything is going to be gone. Everything that we know is going to be gone. As it goes on here, it says, seeing, seeing then that these things shall be what? Dissolved. I always think of, you know, those wee tablets you put in water and you can spin it and you watch it and it just dissolves, it disappears. And everything that we see one day will be dissolved. It's going to be gone. And that's why it's saying, seeing therefore that these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be? in all holy conversation and godliness. In other words, what way should you live? If you know that everything is going to be gone, that doesn't make me depressed. That doesn't stop me from believing God and enjoying life. It just lets me know that this life doesn't last forever and it puts things into perspective and it puts your priorities right. Life is, go is short. Everything that we have that's new will be old someday. Enjoy it. Enjoy everything that God has given you. Here's the thing. Things don't satisfy. But they're to be enjoyed. The Bible lets us know that. God gives you richly all things to uh, enjoy. But don't live for them. You need them. And God knows we need things. And God knows we need new clothes. And praise God, God knows if you're a husband, the wife's going to need new clothes for the rest of her life. Amen. <laughs> She'll open up the wardrobe and say, I have nothing to wear. Yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy it. Amen. And send her to pennies and she'll come home happy. <laughs> or anywhere else where you go shopping. <laughs> um, but it says, what manner of person should we be? I'm telling you, do you know the most important thing in life that we can do is to reach people with the gospel and to train people up. That is it. That's the most important, but enjoy life. Some Christians are miserable. Some Christians don't know how to smile. If they smile, their face would crack. It's been that long since they smiled. You know, some Christians they won't get anything new because they're miserable. Do you know all of them kind of things? Yeah. We're not like that. 
We're to enjoy all things, but let me tell you, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Only Jesus satisfies. The eye is never satisfied with seeing. Don't, so don't expect the new thing that you get that's going to do it. It's not. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. Amen. The new phone, you'll want a new one. After a while, you'll be saying, oh, that, that one there. You get the latest one, but you know what? It'll go out of fashion. But look here, it says in verse 12, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God. It says, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Look at this. Nevertheless, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells what? Righteousness. Now, here's the point that I'm bringing out here, because the Bible does tell us about a new heaven and a new earth. It tells us about the new heaven and the new earth and over in um, um, Revelations 21 and verses 1 through 5. It talks there about, you know what, praise God, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be a new Jerusalem is going to come down. Praise God. This earth is going to have no more curse. There's going to be no more tears. There's going to be no more sorrow. Amen. We have a lot to look forward to. Praise God. And Jesus turned around and he made this statement. He says, I make all things new. Amen. Now, here's the thing about that word new. And this is what I'm bringing out here this morning. That word new, it means freshness, okay? But not alone does it mean freshness. It means ever new. Yeah. Praise God. See, we have such a, a mindset of time. Where things date, where things get old, that we find it hard to comprehend eternal things. But I'm telling you, eternal things never get old. That's why God's not old, God's eternal. We can't even comprehend that. Everything on our realm dates. Yeah. Let me put it this way when you go to heaven, you're never going to be bored. Okay? And really, we're, we're going to heaven just now, but we're going to be with Jesus, ruling and reigning with Him forever. We come back to the earth with Him, amen. Yeah. We're going to be in a new heaven and a new earth, connected with heaven. The new Jerusalem is going to come down. The Bible says that God will dwell with man forever and forever and forever. That's going to be our location. God's going to move heaven to be with us. Yeah. And we're going to be with Him forever and forever. My point is this. <laughs> It'll never get old. Have you ever thought, what are we going to do forever? Have you ever thought, are we not going to be bored? Have you ever tried to think about eternity? What does it do to your head? I don't know about you, but my head can't take it in. I literally, it's like going, it's like a, you know, like a, a circle where there's no end. And I'm not joking, Don, I'll tell you. I actually literally, if I start thinking about eternity, I have to change the channel. I have to get up out of bed. It usually happens when I'm laying in bed. And Don will tell you, I'm laying in bed and I, Whoa! I just get out of bed. I have to walk and do something. Do you know why? Because I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend that because we, you know it in your spirit, okay? But you can't comprehend something not coming to an end. You can't comprehend something, you know what, I'm not dating. It's hard to, hard to fathom that. But it's because we live in time and we don't understand eternal things to the degree that we're meant to. 
But I'm telling you, eternal things never get old. Let me, let me put it this way. When you get to heaven, when you see Jesus, let me tell you, do you see the second time you see him and the third time and the hundredth time and the millionth time? It's going to be like the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Because it's ever new. When you see things, it's going to be ever new. We'll never be bored. And let me tell you this. Never, never feel sorry for someone that's in the presence of God. Never, they, they, we face the grief and the sorrow on this end. And thank God God helps us with it. With it. We don't sorrow like the world. Thank God God can help us. But never feel sorry for someone on their end. Because I'm telling you, do you know what it's like? It's like this all the time. Whoa! That's what it's like. You never lose the wow factor when you're with Jesus. Never. Whereas, you know, you know, sometimes something happens for us and we're like, Woohoo! Then the next time it's, whoa. And then afterwards, uh. <laughs> Why? Because things lose their freshness. No, no, no. Every, as I said the other night, everything gets old in life, you know, but apart from the wife. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You, I mean, you get fed up with everything, but not the wife. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do, 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 you, do you remember where the Bible says about the angels in heaven that they fly around the throne and when they come past what do they say holy, holy, holy and then they come around again and they go holy, holy, holy they're constantly doing that but you know what they never get fed up with it do you know why every time they see God they see something in him and they just cry out holy Holy, 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 holy. They are not fed up doing it. Why? Because the things, are, the things of God, the eternal things of God, we will never be bored of them. Never. Um, you know, the Bible says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are e eternal. Amen. And Paul said that I reckon that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Wow. Man, you know, we can face things in life. We can face difficult things in life. But you know what Paul said? You can't even put those two things like in the same sentence. Because this is real, but this is, I mean, it's more real than you can imagine. And this is not even worthy to be compared to what we're going to experience. Yeah. Amen? It's not even worthy. That's why Paul said it was a light affliction which is but for a while, a moment. It's limited. It will pass away. But the eternal things, praise God. See, Paul's perspective was amazing. He lived out of eternal things. The Bible says to set our affections on things above, not on the earth. Amen. All of these things, what is it letting us know? It's letting us know that temporal, natural things are temporal. They don't last forever. Amen. But there are eternal things that last forever. And I'm going to get down to looking at, um, I'm not going to do it today, but I am going to get down to looking at who you are in Christ Jesus. Because who you are in Christ Jesus, you don't need something new. You have something eternal. And out of that, it'll affect your everyday life. It'll affect your vision. It'll affect your talk. It'll affect how you think. It'll affect what you believe for. It'll affect how you look at life. It'll affect all of those things. But you don't need another add-on to the born-again experience. There's no updates. 
You know, you get your phone, you need to keep updating it. When you get the new birth, let me tell you, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you realize who you are, it's not about getting an update. It's not about getting someone new. It's about discovering who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's what it's about. A lot of people are they're looking something new and they don't know who they are. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, I want something new. Who are you? Amen. New things can come. New doors can open. New opportunities. All I am not against. All I'm for all of that. But I'm, but I'm telling you, to see the new creature, it's not about, you know, getting, you know what, I want to find someone new, super duper. Do you see the same born again experience that Paul had? You have. And it worked perfectly for Paul. Paul turned the world upside down because he knew who he was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we, we, we can be the same. If you take on your new identity in Christ, your life is about to change. And I wish I could put that into words where it would just impact. But it's finding out who we are. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, the water that I give you will be a well in you. You'll never thirst again. See, that's new. That's ever new. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the bread of... Yeah, I came down from heaven. Amen. And when you take from this bread, you will never hunger again. Do you know what that is? Jesus satisfies. Jesus satisfies. Jesus is enough. Everything you need is in Him. I always like to put it this way. When you embrace Jesus, the search is over. Because you found everything you need. In Him we move and live and have our being. Amen. Everything we need is in Him. We're complete in Christ. Amen. He is our everything. He is our all in all. He is our everything and everything. Everything we need is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's not something new. You already have a well in you. Just start drawing from it. Amen. Yes. We'll close there today. And we'll get into looking at some of these new creature, um, new creation, maybe I should say it that way, new creation realities as we, as we move on into these things. Praise God, I believe it's important for us to be reminded of who we are. And not just be reminded of who we are, to take it on and start to say who we are. Amen. That's where we're going. Praise God. I'll give you a verse to look up and to read for yourself. And that is Philemon 1 and verse 6, I believe it is. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You want your life to change? Start acknowledging every good thing that's in you, already in you, in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God, because we will be looking at that as we move into these things. Amen.